Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles on 95.7 The Game. 49ers lose 28-14. to 14. Trying to figure out what besides injuries went wrong today because it feels it feels lame to jump on and go, well, if they were healthy, they would have won. i like, maybe. It's too easy. Maybe, but also, I mean, they were, for the most part, outside of Trent Williams and Elijah Mitchell, like they're healthy on offense. They got a good good day offensively except for getting into the end zone. Yeah. Well, and George going, Kittle produced. Yeah. And going back to Vegas, right? Vegas knew they were injured. They still gave him five and a half points. I think it closed at four. Okay. He got bet down big once once Bosa was out. But yeah, yeah like you said, they were still favored. Even even to win a gritty kind of tough game. And that's the way they, they go down 14 nothing early. They come back and tie it. And at that point, it's like, okay, everything's stabilized. Now it'll be kind of back mm-hmm. and forth. Can they get a couple stops? But it wasn't. They. I went into this game thinking, I think the Niners win. I think they win by three or four. In a game where they they are the team that gets a stop, mm-hmm. you know maybe they go up twenty to seventeen late and they get a stop with th- two minutes left, and that does it. But it was the Falcons that just on on drop passes, on an interception, on k- getting the Niners into third and long, keeping them out of second and short, third and short. And then offensively, we haven't talked enough about what the Falcons did offensively today. What Arthur Smith, their offense, uh, their head coach and offensive coordinator, what they've done with their offense without Cordero Patterson and with Marcus Mariota, who is not a player I've really believed in. I used to cover the Titans or blog about the Titans. Okay, I ran a Titans blog for a while. It's, it was an end doing it. Stop. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I had never watched the Titans game before. Right. But Marcus Mariota was their quarterback. So I went through and I watched all the previous year's games to kind of get an idea of where the Titans were. And I was just never that impressed by Marcus Mariota. And I'm still not. But to Arthur Smith's credit, Marcus Mariota was excellent today. He was 13 of 14. His only incompletion. You know, when did his first complete incompletion happen? 10.52 in the fourth quarter. That's crazy. It's almost, absurd. Almost 45 minutes of game time. Yeah. No, more than 45, 50 minutes of game time without an incompletion. That's crazy. So he goes 13 to 14 for a buck 29, two touchdowns. His longest completion, like I said, came on that first drive is 37 yards. But it was just, hey, easy throw to the flat. Easy completion here. Hey, play action, turn around. There's one read over the middle. You're going to hit it. Hey, Drake London's matched up on a smaller defensive back with Diamondor North. Throw it up to him. It was just all easy stuff and made easy by the fact that they were getting four, five yards of carry on the ground. I think they finished at 4.2. But, man, every time they needed, hey, it's second and five. Oh, now it's third and one. Yeah. And first down. Mm-hmm. And Huntley, I mean, like you said, th- those those four yards, they were hard-earned yards. Mm-hmm. And I think the Niners, right, you've been kicking on the East Coast. You're injured. The Niners, all right, when we get them at the point of contact, they should be good. I think the Niners aren't used to facing teams that run the way they do. 
and the Falcons today, they ran the way that the Niners do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got us at the point of contact, but we're going to keep chugging. We're going to keep moving. And that's what Huntley did. That's what the Falcons did. And I don't think the Niners were prepared for that. Didn't seem like it. It sure didn't. Kevin is in El Cerrito. Kevin, what did you think of the game today? Pretty disappointing. Uh, by the way, first-time caller, super stoked to get in. Uh, My man. Fan of the Candlestick Chronicles, Kyle, so great to be uh, talking with you. Um, I have two very quick points. First off, um, about the injuries, I, heard, I remember an interview with Joe Staley recently where he talked about the kind of difference between uh, uh, Harbaugh and Shanahan. And he said with Harbaugh, under Harbaugh, they were working out way more. Like, they were way more in the gym and, you know, focusing on conditioning and everything else. And it seems like I think that's probably why Shanahan continues to have, you know, so many injuries is because his guys aren't working out enough. Uh, My second quick point, um, I I think I have a solution for Shanahan, uh, uh, especially for his love of running quarterbacks. I honestly think uh, if he really wants to 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 get the offense he's been looking for, he needs to put uh, Debo under center more. I think Debo. I don't think the occasional wildcat. I think almost like you should just have him take the ball, and just, like have him be the ultimate weapon. You know, he can throw it, he can run, and if you put him through, you know, have him run through the tackles. If he gets hit, he's not going to break anything. So. <laughs> But that's just, you know, a crazy idea. Right. But anyways, uh, thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I hope you get to say dot .com, Kyle, before I go. I'll take my answer off the air. Dot <laughs> .com. It's a thing from the pod. Uh, yeah, I, I, I assume that. So, <laughs> I assume that. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm down for any solution that gets the 49ers in the end zone. I mean, I've called I've called Debo Booby Miles before because he can do everything, right? Just from Friday Night Lights. He can do it all. So we saw a little bit of a wrinkle today with him and Ty Davis Price in the backfield and Ty Davis Price working as the fullback. Yes. That's something kind of interesting because I want to see if they turn that into something mm-hmm. where they can be a little bit less predictable with Debo in the backfield. He hasn't been running it as much. I think that's partly for preservation, but partly because teams are just on it. But today he had a little more success, found a little bit more room. I, I'm i wondering if that's something they're going to start doing, is putting him in the backfield with another running back that's not Kyle Juszczyk. Mm-hmm. Maybe moving Kyle Juszczyk down to kind of that H-back spot and having a second running back as a fullback because that gives you some more options. Yeah. And during the game, you know, while we were watching, we spoke about how a lot of these runs with Jeff Wilson Jr. Look, their pitches back, but they're still running it up the middle. And you had spoke about how I think Kyle Shanahan knows everybody's looking towards the outside with his runs. So at the very least, he is self-aware that something needs to change, right? They need to switch some things up. They need to do some different things to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. And they did a pretty decent job of that today. They just have to keep evolving and keep changing. One thing, going back to Debo, though, you don't have to change the idea of just getting Debo the football because mm-hmm. the, it, it just never ceases to amaze me what he's able to do. That one play where it was some version of a screen, a quick out towards the end yard. of the game, he ends up getting a yard for and for no apparent reason. There was no reason he shouldn't have been tackled in the backfield. Another catch that he had when he almost went down again, gets through that one, then takes the DB or the linebacker. He was in the air. He just ran him over. He yeah. sunned him. He yeah. said... I, we're talking about going in the weight room. Well, Debo is not missing any time in the weight room. I don't no. know about the rest of the Niners, but Debo, he he's drinking all his muscle milk, whatever it is, because he said, I'm stronger than you. You can't hold me. Get out of my way. And now you're on the ground. How does it, how does the sky look? How many clouds are up there? Debo does not skip leg day. Never. For sure. Never. And I think, and and I, I like I said, I, I, I get the notion of, Get the ball to your playmakers. Mm-hmm. Like they need to, but they did. They did. They did. Debo touched it ten times they today. Did. Brandon Ayuk eight. George Kittle seven. Like, or I'm sorry, uh, Debo touched it nine times. Ayuk eight. Kittle eight. Mm-hmm. They're like they're getting. They got them the ball today. It just didn't result in touchdowns. Partly because of drops. Partly because of interceptions. Partly because of not even other field issues. goals. Not yeah. even field goals. Yeah. Really tough. But when you get down, like we, this isn't a team built to play from behind. No. And I thought they, I thought they did an okay job today. But um, of all the teams in the league that you feel good about 
when they get down 28-14, there's A, there's not a lot of them, but B, the 49ers are not on that list, I don't think. Gary and San Ramon, you're on uh, Overtime with Kyle and Allen. What's up, Gary? Hey, gentlemen. Uh, good show as always. I always flip off the uh, the game call and listen to you guys. My man. You talk you talk to the fans, and uh, and you're always uh, got a lot of good points, and they're not afraid to criticize. So, um, you know, it's easy to criticize what went on today. Uh, but, you know, my problem with what's going on is this was supposed to be the soft part of the schedule. Mm-hmm. And um, who have we beat, you know? Uh, we beat teams with stationary quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, the teams that have more mobile quarterbacks uh, have beaten us. And, and we still got Kyler Murray twice. And we got uh, Mr. Mahomes next week. Um, you know, he's a, he's a pro in what he does as far as eluding the rush. And, uh, yeah. and Russell Wilson uh, still managed to beat us again, you know, with, uh, with with an offensive challenge Denver team. So that's my concern as we face the tough part of our schedule. Getting to the injuries, uh, unfortunately, this has been a staple in Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan's regime along with, you know, wanting to run the ball. We run 30 times. We usually win. And so I don't, I don't have an answer for that, but but it, it, it's going to be more of a concern with the Kyle Shanahan coach teams. And like uh, the last caller said about Staley, saying that, you know, Harbaugh teams worked harder and, you know, Harbaugh was a ground and pound team. So, uh, you know, I just uh, just have those those concerns. And uh, and then getting back to not being able to coach Trey Lance up to be a, the, the passer that, that Kyle supposedly wants to get the ball downfield. So, yeah. anyway, a lot of concerns going forward. Let's, let's see what happens. All right. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, concerns for sure. But I'm not. I'm not ready to make hard statements either way, so, particularly about 2023 and beyond with with Trey Lance. That's a no. conversation for another day. But with this team, it's hard not to to point to some things that have happened today and point to things that if you said they were going to be three and three after six games, I don't want to say it's it's a little disappointing. I think because you figure, okay, they lost to Denver. This is before the year, before we knew that Denver wasn't going to be good. You're probably looking at it and going, okay, they're three and three. So they lost to Denver and they lost to the Rams and they lost to, I don't know, <laughs> one of their East Coast games, I yeah. guess. But Baker, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You would. It, so three and three to me is a little bit disappointing because Carolina and Atlanta, while Atlanta wasn't going to be an easy game, is absolutely a game that they should win. They're a better team. Denver is a game that they should have won. Chicago, a game they should have won. Like, this is becoming a pattern now. Yeah. And if if this is my concern, again, I'm not ready to make a hard definitive statement, but but for me, if you keep losing games that you should win, maybe you shouldn't win those games. Like, maybe you're just not that team. Yeah. And that's that's my bigger concern. And when you talk about burning the tape, and you're never going to burn the tape on a W— but to me, last week told me absolutely nothing. Sure. About the Niners. I yeah, mean, it was the, like, the, great. The, they can... the Panthers, they're a dumpster fire, mm-hmm. right? They, they completely, the Baker, I don't even know if he's going to be in the league next year. They fire their coach. I mean, it's a mess over there. Their coach definitely won't be in the league they're, next they're, year. Their coach will not be in the league. He'll be at a, a, another college. He'll be fine. They got $40 million just to chill, so he'll definitely be fine. So last week told me absolutely nothing about the Niners. Then you go into this week could have. This week could have because... All right, you you did what you were supposed to do against the Panthers. A lot of people don't think the Falcons are very good, but they're definitely better than the Panthers. The the Falcons at this point, we we were talking as far as food and all these other things, underrated, overrated, properly rated. The Falcons at this point, you got to start thinking, are they a bit underrated? You you have to. Mm -hmm. You have to. So they are a team that maybe some teams have slept on, and the Niners go out. And it feels like eons ago, Kyle, Mm -hmm. to where Trey Lance goes out. And I know it's a long season. And and so we're not mailing anything in. But Trey Lance goes out. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, now that he's out, the Super Bowl. I mean, the Niners, every time. It feels like, to me, the Niners remind me of some of these schools. I know college. I was going to say college played yesterday. It almost seems like we got to watch some more today with Marcus Mariota. I felt like I was watching college football. Prime Oregon, Marcus Mariota, for sure. We just got extra college football. We got the same thing. We got the (laughs) same thing. So you go out, and every time these schools 
that every time they get a little bit of pub behind them, I feel like mm-hmm. Tennessee is one of those schools. Anytime anyone starts believing in you, they blow it, right? You can name any Pac-12 school. They do the same thing. Mm-hmm. That, to me, reminds me of USC the, yesterday. USC yesterday. Sorry, Lucas. USC yesterday. The Niners, every time, all right, they're turning around. Let's go. Let's mm-hmm. get rolling. You, you lose a game you're not supposed to lose. And this has been going on for years. Yep. For years. So they always play their best football going into November and December. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But it just puts you into a hole going into November and December. Like, they should be 5-1 and one right now. Yes. Like, they, they should be. But they're not because, like I said, maybe they're just not that team. Maybe I have overestimated the 49ers. And, again, the injuries play a role. And I think they played an outsized role today in how Atlanta was able to run the ball. But that was a worry I had going in, and the 49ers didn't do enough. I talked about Fred Warner earlier. Like, that's a player you need to step up, and he didn't today. He just wasn't very good. So, again, not writing them off. They could still go on a deep playoff run, but there are certainly some flaws they have to fix. And I think when you look at their three losses, there are poorly timed penalties or just a volume of penalties and turnovers. Yeah. Like, those are the two big things. And then today you sprinkle in the drops and... And uh, you have a recipe for for a loss against a team that that might be worse. We're going to keep hearing, because I can hear it now. It hasn't even happened yet. Let's say the Niners don't take care of business. They go to three and four. They go to three and five again, like Mm -hmm. like we saw last year. On the table. And we're going to hear all the calls. Well, they went to three. They were three and five last year. Guess what? They went to the NFC Championship game. So, you know, it, we're not done. That's sure. fine. But at the same time, I know, you know, shout out the A's and Billy Bean. If you don't win the last one, it doesn't matter. So yeah. the fact that you made it to the playoffs and you put yourself up against the wall, you made it to the playoffs. Now you got to go on a road trip again mm-hmm. and, and win these playoff games on the road. The bottom line is that's not necessarily a recipe for success. Now, if your version <laughs> of success is just getting to the playoffs and having a deep run, then sure. But mm-hmm. if, you're, if your version of success is winning the Super Bowl, it's not a good recipe. Right. It's just not. Getting to three, the goal shouldn't be three and five and then we'll turn it on. Right, like that meme where the, the guy's playing the PS2 or whatever right. and he and leans, leans forward. forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should be six and two and fighting for the one seed. Like that's where this team should be. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be, hey, three and three. Can they get to four and four? Like, that's where they are. But the expectation, for, for me anyway, was much, much higher. Bernard and Lodi wants to talk about Shanahan. He thinks his play calling was gutless. Bernard, what's up? Hey, guys. So first, uh, real quick, when it comes to play calling, Shanahan is completely gutless. It's Explain. No plays it's safe. Running plays, quick slants, no end arounds, no flea flickers, no creativity. Not, okay. not aggressive enough. Uh, he always said over the years, Jimmy can't throw deep. Well, he threw deep, deep several times today, and it would have worked out, and it looked pretty good. He had Trey Lance. He didn't even let Lance throw deep. He's gutless. As far as the injuries go, I lived through the Bill Walsh era. He was well-known for having very light practices, lots of walkthroughs and no-contact drills. Uh, Shanahan's doing the opposite, and he can't even figure this out. This is not a coincidence. He's overworking these guys and, and, and causing injuries. So I'm just very disappointed in the highly overrated Kyle Shanahan. And okay, all. thanks, Bernard. So so the practice thing, fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I don't understand his gutless play calling doesn't, isn't aggressive enough. He was aggressive today, but it didn't work. That, I, you lost me there. I thought, yeah. I, I did thought- not, aggressiveness on Kyle Shanahan's part, like the difference between a win and loss today was not a flea flicker. Like right. I, pro- I promise. I, I thought the I thought the deep shots, the passing game today, I thought was the opposite of gutless. I thought we haven't seen these types of throws from Jimmy before, mm-hmm. so I thought they opened it up a bit. I would say the run game, to me, it felt a little vanilla, but at the same time, when you go down 14-0 from Jump Street, it's hard to establish it. I think that's the issue. It, it, it's... When we call Shanahan a genius, and that's why earlier in the show I talked about, is this offense just built to front run, right? People say the same thing about the Ravens. And it's all these run-heavy offenses Mm -hmm. that when you get down, what are you going to do now? You have a quarterback that is not going to save you in those situations, and your offense isn't really built for that. So 
they didn't really have an opportunity. I thought the passing game, again, because they went down earlier, early, I thought the passing game was was a bit better than we've seen in the past. How many deep shots do you want? I mean, I, I think also you can't just watch the Chiefs and the Bills and expect every everyone is not Patrick Mahomes and and Josh Allen. That's just that correct. That's not it, right? <laughs> so you can't right. watch this game and say, well, what's Shanahan doing? There's only a couple of those guys running around the planet, right? right? And yes. they, and they're already spoken right. for. Right. So. You look at what they did today as far as the Niners, I thought it was a, a, a well-called game. The problem is when you have a fumble after the Falcons just punched you in the mouth and scored in the opening drive, now you're down 14-0. Now you're just in survival mode. Yep. Now you're, all right, let's get to the half and let's not get down three tutties at this point. Let, let, let's just survive and advance and try to hang around. So today was tough. Now, if you want to get on Kyle Shanahan in terms of in terms of just why are we in that position, right? Why are we in, and I see you on the 415 on the Xfinity mobile text line, the, the urgency wasn't there. I can get on you for that. But as far as the play calling, I thought that the play calling was was good. I mean, I, I, I don't know what you want. I mean, when you watch a lot of these football games front to back, you're not going to see 18 deep shots. You're just not. Now, right. in, in terms of, again, in terms of the uniqueness when it comes to the running game because that's the Kyle Shanahan thing. Mm -hmm. You got down so early, you just had to, hey, we just got to move the ball and go to our go-tos. And it felt felt to me like the Falcons were selling out to stop the run as well. Yes. They know they're not a good run defense going against a well-designed run offense. I think they sold out to stop that and said, hey, let Jimmy Garoppolo beat us. If he's going to beat us, we will take it. And he could have. And I think he would have. Like it, it, we talked about it earlier, three to five plays a game, right? Mm-hmm. And you talk about the IU deep catch that got called back for a holding. Maybe the end of the game goes different if that's complete. Talk about the two drops on deep throws that bring up third downs. Niners don't convert, they punt. And now instead of first down in the red zone, you're punting the ball back. Yeah. Those, are, those are where games swing. Let's fit one more call in here. Robin in San Francisco. Uh, Robin, you're on overtime with Kyle and Alan. What's going on? Hey, so listen, you guys. I'm so glad you just like, this whole show is not about blaming Jimmy G. So I really want to thank you guys for that. And uh, and the callers, too, because it really makes for bad radio. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, listen, sometimes you get beat, you just get beat. And Kyle... I know you're disappointed that they lost, but that the results don't lie for themselves. They were flawed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. If you look at the roster, you know, you expect them to win against Denver. The 49ers are what they were last year and the year before. Yeah. You don't know what the hell you're going to get from week to week. <laughs> and, I think it and I think it starts with Shanahan's personnel decisions. And it has nothing, and for me, when people say the play calliness and the reception, and I mean, you know, football, the basics are easy, but you don't know what the play was meant to be. People kill me trying to be experts at football. <laughs> you don't know if the receiver ran the damn route wrong or whatever. I do want to say that Jimmy G did put the ball in the hands of a couple of mm-hmm. uh, receivers that just dropped the ball that might have been you know you know who knows not a connection many of things going on here but i actually do think it starts with kyle shanahan's personal charge of his roster building one of the reasons why from year to year we don't know what the hell we're going to get and we and it was shown today that the defense can't carry this team with the injuries and people say that's an excuse well let me tell you what facts are not excuses yeah, you guys. Thanks, Robin. Electric as always. Always. Yeah, and that's that's where that's where it's tough because yeah, the injuries played a role today. The injuries injuries always play a role, but there were other plays in this game that you're like, man, they could have overcome the injuries. Yes. But I I do think it's a concern going in. Like a caller said earlier, look at what Marcus Mariota did, and they have Patrick Mahomes next week. They really need Nick Bosa to play. If Eric Armstead can somehow get right. In a week, <laughs> I don't think he will, but man, it'd be great if he could play. If Traverius Ward's groin injury isn't too bad, it'd be great if he can play. You look at it on the other side, and it's almost as if, well, because the NFC is so bad, maybe, maybe 
if you if you can play, sure, because you want to get out there and get that experience. But I mean, I, I don't want to rush anybody back either. To be fair, I get that. No, I get that for sure. But if he's if he can go, like it would it would be I would feel a lot better about about the 49ers. You can't burn two tapes in a row. Going in. All right, final segment coming up. We'll uh, we'll dive into some of the best players from today. We'll hear from Kyle Shanahan on the other side. And uh, we'll see if we can get Evan and Sterling in here for a little changeover. Uh, They are coming up next. They're going to take you from 3 to 5, leading into Sunday Night Football right here on 95.7 The Game. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Alan Stiles. This is Overtime. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles on 95.7 The Game. And we'll get to get to Niner football, but a real quick reminder: the Warriors open their season on Tuesday against the Lakers at the Chase Center. We're going to be out at the Chase Center tomorrow. Willard and Dibbs will be there starting at nine, and then uh, Steiny and Goo will be there starting at noon. So from nine to three, we'll be out at Chase Center. Um, getting you ready for the Warriors regular season opener at home against the Lakers on Tuesday. There'll be interviews. There's going to be players, coaches. There's going to be a ton of stuff to give away. I think each show is going to have an autographed Steph Curry and Clay Thompson jersey to give away. So really, really cool. Make sure you're locked in 95.7 The Game all day tomorrow with uh, Willard and Dibbs and then Steiny and Goo out at the Chase Center to get you ready for the Warriors season opener. Off-season feels like... It, it went by so quickly, but you know what, Kyle? It does go by quickly when you play until June right. and when you win the whole thing. Let's keep this thing rolling. Love Re- the feels. Repeat season. I would love, and this is where, as a as a fan of the 49ers, have been my whole life, mm-hmm. grew up that way, born like this. I was out at that parade, the Warriors parade. I've been to two now. I was in Arizona for the first couple, moved back in 2018, so I got to go to the 2018 parade. And I want a 49ers parade so bad. Mm. I want red and gold down Market Street so bad. And I think that's why games like today are so frustrating because you watch what they did on offense. And then you, 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 you pair that with what they did defensively the first five weeks. And it's like, man... If they can get the offensive outing they got today with those defensive outings they got, mm-hmm. they would be so close. But it also feels like as you watch the Chiefs and Bills and even to an extent this year, the Cowboys and the Eagles, less the Cowboys and the Eagles. Well, no more after less tonight. So, yeah. right, less so with those teams. But you watch the other top teams, and it's like, gosh, they feel way further away than they look. It does, and it feels like, all right, we can sit here and say, as I have, oh, the NFC is is trash, this, that, and the third, and, and the Niners, because of that, the Niners still have a shot. We don't know who's, who's good or not in the mm-hmm. NFC so far. Like you said, Cowboys and Eagles will know more tonight. 
But the goal is not to go to the Super Bowl and get housed. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. The goal, right. Like, you want to feel like, all right, we're going to have a good matchup once we get to the Super Bowl. So that's and that's where the injury conversation comes in because there's two schools of thought with the injury. And Robin, Robin, the caller earlier said it. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. If you want to jump in, but the the injury factor is just a fact. They empirically, factually were missing key starters mm-hmm. today, and it played a role. The larger issue with the injury conversation is not Sunday. Okay, they lost on Sunday. They lost today. the The bigger issue is. Can they be healthy by November? Can they be healthy in December? Because if they are, I think you're right. The NFC is wide open. And yes, they can they can go make a deep playoff run. And if they're going to Philly or going to Dallas in the NFC championship game, who knows? If they if they have the defense that they've had, if they're healthy on defense, great. Then you love their chances. But over the course of a full year, if they just keep dealing with this all season, it's like, man, that makes that makes an it's hard to win a Super Bowl. It is even harder when you're dealing with the adversity they're dealing with. Yeah. And that's just that's part of it. That's that's football. I get it. Um, But that's why the injury conversation matters to me. Less about Sunday. Okay, they lost a game Sunday with a bunch of dudes out. Stuff happens. They made other mistakes. What about December? I think that the problem I have with the, I understand that this is football injuries happens. I understand that take to some degree, Mm -hmm. but then it's like, okay, so what are we doing? Is it just the healthiest team? What what does that actually mean? Is it just the healthiest team wins the Super Bowl? It feels like it. Right? Is it just (laughs) luck? Is it it, honestly just luck of the draw when it comes to help? I just... That just seems too basic to me. Well, and you still have to execute. Yes. Let's here. This is this is Kyle Shanahan. He talked specifically after the game. He talked about missing key guys, but they still had their chances. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I think it always can be, but I don't think that was the case today. I think we had our chances to overcome. We made it harder on ourselves. Not taking anything away from them. I mean, I think you said it. I mean, yeah, that's a big deal missing those people, but we had every chance to still pull that off, and we just have a little bit less room for error. And I thought we made some real big plays too. The way some of those guys were running with the ball. I mean, especially with that lead, they're pretty soft zone most of the game, and to watch our guys break some tackles and do some stuff like that. But it was tough to get the big one. I thought we had a couple opportunities of it with those two drops, and then when we finally got a big one, I got called back on a holding. So it's kind of the story all day, and makes it a lot tougher. The other story all day was the Falcons churning out yards and short yardage. Yes. And here's Kyle Shanahan on what happened on some of those short yardage runs. I mean, we just had done a num- number of short yardages. If you look at the first one of the game, I believe, the third play, the third and one, when we went inside, they were just all tight in there. We were able to get one later with a sneak, and then we thought they were going to have the same looks, and we tried to get outside. I don't know exactly what happened outside, but I think we lost a yard on the play, and then we went to our third down, and they went to zone. We had a zone and a man play on, and it was tight right between those two linebackers, and then come up with it. And that's where, when you talk about they abandoned the run early, it's like, yeah, they kind of, they had to. They had to. The Falcons were not going to let them run the ball. And they put the onus on Jimmy Garoppolo to make plays. He made some. His receivers didn't at times. He didn't make a couple plays. And that's how you lose games, man. Sometimes you just lose in the NFL. I don't think there needs to be some, I'm trying to come up with as we go here. I'm trying to come up with this kind of big overarching, like, here's my big takeaway. Sure. But I don't have it. But that's like what, they're banged up yeah. and they got punched in the face. But that's what I'm saying. You you might you might burn the tape. <laughs> you might just burn the tape, right? Maybe. Like you burn the tape in terms of Except the Mariota runs. Yes. Figure you, out how to stop that. You burn the tape in terms of <laughs> the Mario Mariota runs and just the urgency that you didn't have. But in terms of just all right. We know that we didn't have all of our guys, right? So you burn some of the tape. You burn mm-hmm. you burn half the tape. I think another big thing, and you know, D'Amico Ryan's is gonna have a, a rough, a rough couple days here as he tries to figure out what went wrong. Another big thing when it comes to being on the road, and you've been on the road this whole time and, and trying to get the 
momentum back in your favor. The the Niners didn't have any takeaways, right? They didn't have anything to flip yeah. that momentum. So, and and in all the games that we've seen, there there have been those big moments. They didn't have that today. The yeah. the, the Falcons felt comfortable the whole game. Well, and they even got the big on their second touchdown. They got the so they get the first touchdown, force a punt, and Ray Ray McLeod gets them the big return down to the Atlanta thirty-two. They get a short field. They take advantage. They score in four plays. So they didn't get a turnover, right? But they got the big special teams point. It's like okay, here we go. And then they just the engine just wouldn't turn over, right? They were they 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 felt so close and just couldn't. I mean, they just didn't. The Falcons made plays and the Niners didn't today. That's the bottom line. And, and I, I think the Falcons... I hate, that, I hate to say that, but that's just kind of what Sometimes it's just that simple. Sometimes it's just that simple. I mean, you could leave this game frustrated, but I don't think this is anywhere near the frustration of the Broncos game. Because the Broncos no. game, I mean, that that's number one, right? And if we were to rank... The bad losses, well, I guess any of the lot, all three of the losses feel like bad losses because you shouldn't have lost to the Bears. I, I still mm-hmm. don't believe you should have, or the Broncos. If you were to rank the bad losses, I think that you could you could go Bears or Broncos depending on who you ask. Sure, but they are both way way higher up the list than this Falcons game. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I don't I don't even know if it's. It's particularly close, and that's that's the thing about this game Sunday, is the Bears game when they were up what was it ten nothing or ten three or whatever? Yeah, it, I guess it was ten nothing. It was like this this feels over. This feels like the Niners have it wrapped, and the 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 Broncos game to an extent too. It's like man, Russell Wilson just doesn't seem like he has that in his bag anymore. No. So maybe he's just. Maybe I I think they they for the most part have this. They just need to get a stop, and they and they didn't. Sunday never felt like I said it felt like they stabilized a little bit at fourteen all, but there was never a point where I'm like ah they've got it right, and then blew it. They just didn't they didn't play well enough, and they so the injuries are just a fact. Okay, everybody knows it. Make an adjustment. Like that, D'Amico Ryan's has been very very good at making adjustments to his personnel, to opposing personnel, and that's what this week is going to be about. Yeah, you have to figure out a way to beat the Chiefs, but you, you it can't be like, oh, we'll beat the Chiefs if Nick Bosa can do this. Like, no, man, you're going to have to blitz or throw different wrinkles and coverage at what at, at Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the, the injuries are there. Yeah, you got to figure out how to work around them. Well, and even though you know we have sat here and and talked about the NFC and how we don't know who the cream of the crop is there, the the thing is we're so we're so early on in this season still that the same way the Niners are talking about, you know, we can get hot and and go on a little run here and we still have time. All these other teams are thinking the same thing. All these other teams are sitting here thinking, hey, you know, we can we can we can still get hot and we can still take the division. Take the Rams, for instance. They had the Panthers today who like we know we we know straight up how bad they are because the Niners just face them. So you have the Rams who are facing the Panthers, the the Niners who, who face already face the, the Panthers. Now they're facing the Falcons. Okay, so now the Rams, like you said, they're still going to be tied for first place. But now next week, and I don't know off the top of my head who the Rams play next week. All I know is that the Niners play the Chiefs. So uh, this idea that the Niners, okay, we have time to figure this out, I guess, but you kind of don't because you don't know if these other teams are going to get hot. What if the Cardinals, what if What if Kyler Murray, right, and, and... that whole situation they have and Cliff Kingsbury, what if they just say, you know what, let's go to Benny Hanna, let's squash the beef we have <laughs> and figure it out and they start rolling again. Like sure. a lot of these things can happen. So to ba- so you you understand that all right, you lost the Falcons game, you gotta move forward, but you cannot continue to do this because any of these other teams can get hot at any moment. The Rams are on a bye next week before playing the 49ers at home. So to your point. Yeah, the Rams might figure it out, but you also need to beat the Rams. Straight like, up. You, you, you have to win that game. Mm-hmm. Whether you win or lose against Kansas City, like winning division games is just so vital. They're 2-0 in the division right now. But the Rams will be coming off their bye week. Right. Which means Sean McVay is going to have a free week to take a deep breath 
and figure out what the heck's going on with his offense. Mm-hmm. Because whatever they're doing right now is not is not working particularly well. So that's absolutely when you when when you start to roll down the 49ers schedule, it's Chiefs next week. And then it's at the Rams, then the bye, then the Chargers. And if they're not getting healthier by then, it becomes very tough, especially after how they played in Atlanta. Right. There's not a lot. So you can talk about, okay, the fumble and the two drops. You can talk about those for sure, but it's still not like lock and key that they were going to to, to win that game with those plays no. going their way. So that's... They lost to Atlanta, and it's very tough if they have roll out the same roster that they did against against the Falcons. If they do that against the Chiefs, it's really hard to see how that version of the 49ers beats the Chiefs. It's really hard to see how that version of the 49ers beats the Rams coming off a bye. Same thing with the Chargers. So I think they not only have to 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 play well, but they have to get a little healthier because I don't even think they're they're best game can beat the Chiefs and, and going and better yeah. version of the Rams. And going back to going back to okay, the Niners compared to these other teams as well. I mean, we're watching this from the Niners standpoint, obviously. But we're watching the national game. We're not watching a Niners specific feed. You know how they'll do those for the national championships right. and things like that. We're watching the national feed and we saw a couple guys, right? Like I said, Terrell Jr. goes out for the Falcons. But I mean, it's every single play. Eva comes in, Eva comes out, McGlinchey's in, McGlinchey's out. All these guys, it was back and forth, back and forth. And I'm thinking it's one thing to, yeah, we need to get the guys that are injured healthy. You also have to keep the guys that are healthy healthy. Yeah. Throughout that game, we're we're sitting here t- typing up notes. Okay, removing somebody because they're out, then putting them back in. Yeah. So uh, it, it's just hard for me to sit there and assume health. And if you're not going to assume health because maybe you can't in football, then I, I don't know what to do with this team. And, and maybe right. it's just a matter of who gets injured, who is healthy at the right time. And and it's like that in all sports. But this is this is something else. We you ran the numbers. You talked about the amount of injuries that we've seen from the Niners. They're at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the amount of injuries every single season for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's um, it's tough. And I, I, I think less than the amount, it's like who's injured? Mm-hmm. Because if Nick Bosa is going to be out against Kansas City and Trent Williams is going to be out and Elijah Mitchell is going to continue to be out, that's where that's where I think they run into, into the bigger issues. Let's do a little changeover with uh, Sterling Bennett Evan Giddings, they're going to be on here from 3 o'clock right up until 5. We're carrying Sunday Night Football tonight. Cowboys, Eagles right here on 95.7 The Game. What's up, boys? What's going on? I know it feels a little post-mortem in here, but... It was tough. It matches the weather. The vibes were were down today. Well, everything was exciting in the Bay Area yesterday. Today, not so much. Although, hey, if there's one positive, it did sound like a Fort Anders home game in Atlanta, right? Yeah, it did. But you know what? But it Shout always out to does, the right? <laughs> the faithful, they travel well. I, I I love it, but I'm not really impressed by it anymore. I I expect it. I expect it now. Well, mm. the story the story the story is always like, look how well they traveled. Like, cool. Can you win? Yeah. <laughs> Still lost. Yeah, right, doesn't matter. Right, 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 right. Felt yeah. like a home game. All right, cool. You lost a home game. Then. That's the case. <laughs> exactly. Like, who, you're three and three. Who cares? Can you use injuries as an excuse? No. Some people will. Uh, we we won't, but some people I'm sure will. I mean, look, it, it's it's a natural part of football, both the injuries and then the excuses built in because of injuries. And look, you, you listed it off earlier in the week, Kyle, the amount of starting players from, if you just look at week one, mm-hmm. that they're missing currently now in week six. That's definitely a big part of the game, but that's also not an excuse for losing to an inferior team. Yeah. yeah. But I guess some excuses, right? I, I've always said some excuses are real, right? I mean, I mean, it doesn't make it any better and you still have to go out and, and do what you got to do, but it's not as if, uh, not all excuses are bad excuses. This is legit. It's legit. You got to find a way to overcome. I, I get it, but I also think the Falcons are a little bit better than people thought, myself included. I agree with that. You know, They're actually not that bad of a team. No. Their defense is kind of nice. They're young. They're scrappy. I, I do like what Atlanta has going on there. Yeah, I don't... I think they're... I think they're like the middle of the road team. Yeah. I think they're like the lead, like 
they are. They'll be nine and eight or eight and nine. Yes. Yes. I think that's probably about right. But I'm just. I don't know what the Niners do differently next week. Well, if they're like, that's. If they're eight or nine or nine and eight, where is San Francisco then? Because they just lost to that. Yeah, team. they're about the same. Okay. So, so at least right. Right. No, but that's it. So that's that's what. So when you talk about injuries, I like, can you use an excuse. Like. Mm, no, no, not on a game-to-game basis, but the ceiling for the 49ers is lower now right. than it was three, four, five weeks ago. Right. And that's that's kind of the the where I pull injuries into this conversation. Like, could they have still beat Atlanta? For sure. But I also don't think Atlanta has as much success as they did on the ground if Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and Javon Kinlaw are playing. Definitely. But on the other hand, Fred Warner was terrible. He was really bad today. And so that's where you need Fred Warner to be better against Kansas City. You need D'Amador Lenore to step up. You need Talano Hufanga to keep making plays. You need Tayshawn Gibson to make a play. Like it fall the onus then falls to the other guys, and the other guys just didn't make enough plays today. I think one thing when you talk about who this team is going to be, ultimately the injuries are the injuries. We get all that. The bottom line is today they were not good enough to overcome the injuries. At at some point, or will there be a point where they are? Because everyone is, someone's going to be injured at any point in time. Mm. It's really bad today. So they couldn't overcome it today. Maybe, the, like we said, the limit does not exist. The limit does, and it got met today. Mm-hmm. Are they a team that can overcome these types of things? Because, like we keep hearing, it's football. There's going to be injuries. That's the question because they're not going, no one is ever going to be 100%. But are you good enough to overcome it? Depending on, I guess, who's missing, and 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 is it based on who's missing? I think it's more annoying that a team that was healthier than this lost to Denver a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, and they're banged up sure. now, and it doesn't look like they're getting any healthier. They might get Trent Williams back, they might get Ward back in the secondary, but mm-hmm. you're playing Mahomes next week. Yeah, the Rams off a bye, and at that point, you could be three and five in the exact place you were last year. Yeah, and that was a hole to get out of, and it was hard. It took you to the last game, the last quarter of the season, in overtime. To make the playoffs, you could be in the exact same spot again with the arguably better team. I don't like that. With a harder schedule this year. Right. Yeah. And that's where it's like the volume of injuries is is one thing. But if if you told me that Nick Bosa comes back next week and he's going to be healthy and Trent Williams comes back next week and he's going to be healthy and they're just going to have those guys, I suddenly feel better. And then you sprinkle in a Elijah Mitchell and an Aziz Alshire. That's where it's, it's the... Two, it's the key guys like a Trent Williams, like a Nick Bosa, game-changing guys that you just don't replace them. You're not like, yeah, hey, Charles Amenahu, go be Nick Bosa. Like, Amenahu's been a nice player for them, but he's not going to be Nick Bosa. He's and, not, not going to be Charles Amenahu that we've seen the last couple of weeks without Nick Bosa. Yes. Like, that's why that's he fair. is as effective as he is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and in the run game, too, I think that's where Nick Bosa was missed maybe even more than the pass rush. Like, they got to, to Mariota. Like, they had, a, they had a few sacks today. Yeah. They got to him. But they could not contain the dual running backs along with the quarterback. It just seemed like Atlanta pretty much pulled a card out of a deck and said, all right, this is the guy that's going to run the ball, and they're going to get at least five yards, and then we're just going to keep moving the ball. And then every once in a while, Mariota's going to pull it, and big game. They were just eating little by little, just taking a little, you know, some people eat big meals, other people like to nibble. Mm-hmm. The Falcons were just nibbling. nibbling. All day long. All day. I'll tell you what, though. This this Chiefs and Bills game, if you are a Niners fan, you have to be rooting for the Chiefs because I don't want hmm. I don't want the Chiefs coming in hungry off a loss. Interesting. I don't want them feeling good coming off a win, beating the other best team in the NFL. I don't want them hungry. I don't want coming them coming in. A, I, <laughs> yeah, just, just <laughs> If they stay. can miss a flight. I don't yeah, know. Please. I, if, if I, I don't think you want the Chiefs. Hungry, you know what? Now we're going to take it out on the Niners. I want them, all right, we just beat the Bills. The Niners lost to the sorry Falcons. Let's let's coast a little bit. That's what I'm hoping for at this point. Well, then, shouldn't the Niners also be equally as hungry? They just lost to a team they probably should have beat. Well, yes, the Niners need to be starving. They need to be starving. Yeah, so, I I mean, I, look, whether they lose or not, I don't know if I could root for the Chiefs coming in with a – uh, potentially five and one record to Levi's, but I'm just fair. I'm just saying. I don't feel great about next week, boys. 
I'm going to say it looks like an L. <laughs> it, see, but that this is also the Niners, though. Right. Like, yeah. the they Niners can easily, can easily win. win next week, and everything is all if they good. Get, if, they, if they are a little bit healthier, like Maybe I said, if easily, you give me but. Bosa and Trent Williams healthy. It's a big difference. I feel, I feel much, much different. But if they're rolling out this same team, I don't know, based on what we saw today, how you feel great about them beating him. That game is 42 to 20. Maybe. Yeah. Like, it could be rough. What rough. is the biggest flaw in the KC defense? Great question. They can't. They can't stop the run. They they, they can't. The Niners couldn't run today, though. Yeah, Atlanta couldn't stop the run either. I feel like I feel like teams can stop the run when they know that's the main thing they need to stop, and that's the problem with the Niners, just like the Falcons did today. You also can't run the ball when you're down fourteen. That's like, another good point. That's yeah, right out of the, the game. They, they were doing it in the fourth quarter when it mattered. Yes, Twice. they were. Yeah, they, they that really, was wild, dude. Draw, play, draw like, play on second and one? Gosh. Come on. That was the best uh, first quarter drive in a fourth quarter <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. They did a pitch play on third and two to Tevin Coleman. Taking seven minutes. Tick, 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 tick. Taking seven minutes to get to the red zone. It when you're down it took to two five minutes to get to the fifty. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. That there was there was like three or four minutes into the drive, and we look up, and they're taking a snap from their own twenty. Yeah, they, they're like, on pace to world? get down to the two yard line with the clock expiring, looking up, saying, "Wow, we really we milked the clock in the yeah. fourth quarter." Yeah. The hell Dominated out of the clock T.O.P. In the All right, uh, Sterling Bennett, Evan Giddings are coming up next. Are taking you up to Sunday Night Football uh, for Allen Cam. I'm Kyle Madsen. This has been overtime. We will see you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.